0: We lived in Dubuque until I was about five or so. And as many, if not all of you know, that Dubuque borders the Mississippi River and it's a cool place to be. And my mom and dad liked to fish, so they had a boat. It seemed like it was a great big boat to me at the time. Not sure exactly how big it was, but it was large enough to fit the four of us, my brother and me, mom and dad, as well as some fishing gear and poles and all that. So I believe it was a summer day where we went out on the boat. Dad was piling in it. Mom was the, the guide of the kids. And probably mom and dad went fishing a little bit. Maybe we went on a sandbar just to kind of explore that. But towards the end of the time that we were on the Mississippi, some bad weather started to blow in. It was a thunderstorm or something like that. And you know what the water started to do? they got really choppy and bumpy because the wind was blowing like crazy. And it was getting to be a little scary. And sometimes you can tell by looking at my dad's eyes that he was worried, and I think he was worried at that time. So what do you do with the boys? We already had life jackets on. But what do you do with the boys when you're piloting a boat in the storm on the Mississippi River? You put them in the bow, the front of the boat, underneath, and you give them food, and that's what mom and dad did. Mom fed us, and you know what, it, that, at that point, it was like having sandwiches on a roller coaster. It was cool. So finally, you know, dad did well, he, obviously, we're here. Dad did well, he piloted the boat to the harbor, safe shores, and we were able to get out of the boat safely. But what, I, what reminded me of that was what we heard in the gospel today, and I I referred to it at the beginning of Mass. It's Noah and the ark. And I just got thinking about Noah and his family that was inside of that ark, and they were inside of the safety of that ark while the floods came, the waters were roiling and boiling, and the boat was being tossed to and fro, and, and the wind was blowing like crazy. But they were safe inside. And that day on the Mississippi, with all that stuff happening, we were in an ark, we were in a little boat, but I felt safe on the inside because I had mom and dad, my brother, we were together, and everything was going to be okay, despite the wind, the rain, and all of that that we were dealing with. So I further started thinking about that. And you know what? Noah ark boat, inside being safe. Do you know what? Our church has been called the Catholic Church. You know what our church has been called for centuries and centuries and centuries? It's been called the Bark of Peter, B-A-R-Q-U-E, the Bark of Peter, which means the boat, the ship of Peter, the the church that Christ founded, and that Christ gave leadership to through Peter and his successors, the Pope, and that that all of us, all of us are part of that great big boat, or we can say that great big ark, that is the church, the bark of Peter. And on the inside, we're all invited inside. You're baptized, you're invited on the inside. And then inside we can find safety, comfort, encouragement, a great pilot, Christ and his successors like Peter's successor, a great pilot, and also, someone there to comfort us, our mom, the Blessed Mother. Inside this ark, this boat, we have what we need to live our daily lives. Even though we see the waters around us are sometimes not very calm, they can be diluvial, flood like. The winds can buffet and toss and turn us, we can feel sometimes like we're in a torrential rainstorm. And that can be scary. That can be disorienting. That can even be disillusioning for our lives. But sometimes we forget that we're in the boat. We're in the ark. And we're going to have what we need. To walk through and live our daily lives. There's another gospel story that I'm reminded of, too. When when we're thinking about the ark, we're thinking about the boat. You know, the disciples were in their their boat and they were on the Sea of Galilee. It was being turned and tossed and, and they were scared to death, and Jesus was inside the boat asleep. They forgot that Jesus was with them, in other words. And they were so scared. And he wakes up and says, yeah, this is nothing. He calms the sea and everything's fine. We can forget sometimes just who and what we have with us in the church, in the ark, in the bark of Peter. Now, this is the time right now, I'm just going to warn you right now so you know, so you know, this is the time you're going to feel like I'm preaching to the choir okay ready you want to sing a few notes too so I know I'm preaching to the choir you go ahead and do that okay this is the time you're gonna feel like I'm preaching to the choir but I'll tell you why I'm saying this in just a second okay what do we have inside of the boat inside of the ark besides what I told you which is really fantastic well we have the Word of God that is always spoken here It always is true. It always is effective. It is always what we need. We have the sacraments. I'm I'm preaching to the choir, right? You can start singing. You can start singing. We have the sacraments, all of them, that span from birth until death. We have the means of our lives being made holy through the gift of Of the sacraments we have the teachings of our church that lead and guide us inform us and show us the way to heaven to eternity and how we love God and how we love each other okay you haven't started singing yet I am so surprised but I'll tell you why I'm saying this I'll tell you why I'm saying this right now statistics have shown that for every one person who joins the Catholic Church eight people leave. Bishop Barron has talked about this. For every one person that joins the Catholic Church, eight people leave. And it's for various reasons. We could talk all day and all night about it. But to me, that's very stunning. Why would someone want to jump out of the ark into the floodwaters when you have what you need within that ark? that's why i'm saying it today because i don't want any of you to be the eight for everyone who joins our church on the easter vigil this coming year we have what we need but you know sometimes sometimes we all do this we all can all do this and i'm getting at what saint paul was saying in the second reading from the letter to the romans sometimes we focus more on ourselves and he 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 showed us how today it's the classic thing we pursue pleasure, power, prestige, or possessions. We focus in on ourselves, and then what we have isn't so important anymore. We don't necessarily need what we have been given in this ark. And we start to live our own lives, and maybe it is just diving right in to the diluvial waters, the flood waters, because we're deluding ourselves. Or sometimes we can focus in on the real faults and sinfulness that we find in the ark, that we find in the church. And that's a very powerful thing. And that's a very disorienting and disillusioning thing if we do. And therefore, people dive out of the ark and leave. But then, what about being reconciled? what about being forgiven what about being healed within our own parish community or within our own church community if we leave will we be healed if we leave will we find forgiveness or 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 receive forgiveness from another or or a person comes to ask for forgiveness if we leave will we know that will we experience that grace If we leave, what about the Eucharist? What about the body and blood, soul and divinity of Jesus Christ? What about receiving Him, literally receiving Him, and being nourished and strengthened by Him? Do we want to leave the boat and leave the Eucharist behind? now you know why I'm preaching to the choir so the choir can reflect upon what we have and go out and tell other people so they can receive what we have right here. Don't leave the ark. Stay in it and receive the gifts that Christ has given to us. Now, I wanted to preach a different homily for the first Sunday of Advent. Do you know why? Because every year I stand up here and say to you, in one form or another, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Jesus is coming. His second coming is, is just around the corner. We don't know, but be, be prepared. And get ready for Christmas. Have you noticed that? I've been with you for almost 10 years, and that's probably basically what I've said every first Sunday of Advent. It's still true. It still applies. But today I want you to think about preparation in terms of the ark, the boat, the bark of Peter that we all have received and are all welcomed into, and the gifts that are a part of it. Because those gifts prepare us for the second coming, and prepare us for Christmas. Receive what Christ has given and embrace in your belief all the gifts that he has bestowed upon you.